Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Free Talk Live. Captain's Log, start H, 0926-2021. It's Sunday, bitches. That means the Reverend is in the chair. Amen. Not, not the electric chair. It is Free Talk Live. Free it's Talk, talk live. And it's live. The telephone number, if you'd like to join, because this is a live call-in talk radio program, is six zero three two eight three six one six zero again six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty dial at your own peril indeed in the studio tonight it's myself the Reverend Captain Kickass joining me Nikki Sunshine and Richie Rich uh, it's been a while since I've done a show with either of you and well I'm glad I to know. be here yeah thanks me too for, thanks for having me on on your show no problem <laughs> glad to have you back Captain. <laughs> Do you want fries with your Vax? No. Do you want fries with your Vax? No, thanks. I'll take the fries, though. Do you want that supersized? Original recipe? Extra crispy? Can I get it animal style? I don't know. Oh, I wonder if they have, like, the the Vax Happy Meal. Is it like poutine where there's, like, gravy on it? I remember the adult Happy Meal. Maybe in the adult Happy Meal? For for a while, you could order an adult Happy Meal. They give you, like, a Steely Dan with your Happy Meal or something instead of the kids' It was a salad with a side water. Oh, it was very depressing. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought I was thinking of like you guys know the band Steely Dan. Of course I do. So they're named after a sex toy. Okay. <gasps> they they wow. found this sex toy when I don't know they're helping somebody move. I don't know what the exact tale is, but they found this thing and somehow it got nicknamed Steely Dan, and somehow they were like, "That's a great band name." So. Anyway. I'm Googling it. <laughs> Be careful, because you might, uh, you know. <laughs> I recently watched Barbarella. Had no idea that's where Duran Duran got their name from. <laughs> uh, Clutch actually has a song. Mm, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it's a, it's a In Walks Barbarella, set to stun, or something like that, uh, in one of their songs. At any rate, this is from Business Insider, and this, uh, I was... I. 
I mean, I guess I can't really be amazed or flabbergasted. Are you guys? You guys are looking at Steely Dan right now. She Googled like, it, and it's I like saw a her like vintage sex toy. It, it is. Yeah, I saw her leaning true. heavily into the laptop because she didn't put her glasses on yet. I mean, you got to imagine too. She was looking at. I just happen to know this about. You knew it was Steely something Dan. good. If I remember you got correctly, so close to the screen. Uh, Steely Dan was one of these bands that never ever played live. They were only a studio band for like. The first four albums, five, something like that. And then, like, well, no, it was actually pretty great because I love playing live in a live band, but I hate everything surrounding it, right? I hate the the load in, the booking, the business stuff, the contracts, if there is one, the arguing with the promoters, the, oh, you guys were supposed to go on first, but now you're going last, or go last, but now you're going first, or whatever, right? You know, no, we don't give any drink tickets to the band, you know, whatever it is. I, I just hate everything surrounding playing live, except for getting on stage and actually playing your set live. That's the part that I really like. I don't like anything else. I don't like load in load out i don't like stage striking i don't like uh dealing with sound guys i don't you know and, and i'm kind of a sound guy myself so anyway so what you got to do is become a megastar right that way that's the only thing you have to do you just walk in late walk on stage do your thing and book it out of there like i never thought of that oh okay <laughs> i mean you're not a megastar so no i'm not okay you're not <laughs> i thought you not, were not I mean, in the music world yeah no not in the music world I mean, maybe on radio or something, you know, I don't know. Uh, I like Megadeth, but that doesn't make me a megastar. At any rate, uh, Steely Dan was a studio act, and that means they would just get together in the studio and write all their stuff in the studio and make it as good as they possibly could and then release that, and they would make their money off of selling the actual uh, reproductions, the vinyl, if you will, the 70 or the 33 and a thirds, right, the actual vinyls. Back in the day when, like, you, you could do that. There was, yeah. yeah, I mean, you you could probably still make like a reel to reel bootleg recording of the of the vinyl. But at any rate, so I respect them for. And then one day, they were like, "Okay, we we need some sort of an uptick in our income. We're finally going to play a live show." And so they did their first, and it was a big deal, right? Uh, they booked arenas, and they did, you know. Anyway, I remember my, successful. My dad had a brother or a cousin or or someone in the family who like made bootleg vinyls, mm-hmm. but it would play from the inside out because that's how he did it. Oh, they huh. recorded in reverse? Somehow, that's, that's how cool. he... It is cool. That's what it's, it's called cording the, the little grooves that are right. in the record so but that for it plays whatever reason, from outside he did it, in. But for whatever reason, the way he did it to get the bootleg was to do it the opposite. The, uh, Interesting. I, I don't know. I'm older than you guys. I don't Significantly. know by how much, but... There were there was a time when people would bootleg uh, American music to the Soviet Union, Russia, as it were, because you know Levi's jeans were outlawed and you couldn't have rock and roll yeah. and you know all this kind of thing. And what they did is they would take X-ray. I'm going to call it paper, but that's the wrong word for it. But whatever they print X-rays on, and they would just play a, a vinyl record on you know deck one and they would cord the x-ray and so sometimes in russia you would get a record that's like labeled i don't know, steely dan for example and it would be square because yeah. that's just how they cut the the x-ray film whatever it is but if you put it on your 33 and a third and put the needle down on it you played rock and roll there was like Beatles and Rolling Stones and all that kind of stuff that were bootlegged in this way, which is something you can only do with like the analog medium. You can't really do that 
you know, the digital medium. But it was interesting to me that they found a substitute for vinyl that they could cord or record. That's where the word record comes from. Uh, you know, a different material that worked as a boot. Like now you lost at least a generation of quality, if not more than that. And so it was sometimes they'd come out poorly because it's bootlegged. Yeah. Right? And it'd be more staticky and more, you know, with the needle and all that kind of stuff. But still rock and roll made its way into the closed down Soviet Union slash Russia. That's uh, awesome. Back in the 80s before, you know, Actually, that all came tumbling seen down. seen a picture of one of those on like, probably read it within the last month or so oh nice yeah there's i saw something about it in a documentary okay uh i think it was like just a rock and roll history documentary where they covered how rock and roll made its way into the soviet union and and they talked to people who actually were the bootleggers and how they'd have to smuggle this stuff and watch out for the man and you know all that kind of stuff so uh i digress hail to the bootleggers (laughs) i digress I was asking you guys if you want fries with your vax because of this article from the Business Insider. The headline reads, The New Zealand government is talking to KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell about offering people COVID-19 vaccines when they buy meals. I thought everybody in New Zealand was already vaccinated. Didn't they? Aren't they like forcing vaccinations? So for those listeners who don't know their geography... It's fine if you don't. Uh, Australia and New Zealand. Australia, New Zealand. They're kind of the same place. Oh, my goodness. They're kind of the same place. You're going to piss off both of them from each side. If you're in (laughs) New New Australia or Australia and uh, you want to, uh, you know, uh, criticize my geography lesson here, 603-283-6160. But United States and Mexico, they're kind of the same place. No, United States and Alaska. Alaska no. is part of the United States. Alaska is in the United States, though, so that's a little different. United yeah, States, Canada, different. they're pretty much the same place. I'm offended. Why? I don't like Canada. Just in general or like at what I said? <laughs> in general. Okay. Right. But more specifically because I don't like Canada. Canadians, eh? What are they all I like about? Canadians, just not Canada. You don't like it's a long story. Oh, okay. Uh, they have. We have time. This is. I'm, I'm going to piss them off even further okay. and say Australians and New Zealanders have similar accents. They do, is, though. They with, do. Not to them, they don't. As with to them, they're like, no, I can totally tell the difference. Of course they can, because it's local to them. Yeah. What upsets me about this is because it was just like a week ago. Oh, don't spill the beans yet. I, well, this when you read the headline, I spilled the beans in the studio because I went, that's a bunch of nonsense. All right, go ahead, spill the beans. Because they, they stopped a gang from smuggling in KFC. This right? is true. On Sunday, New Zealand police officers arrested two men whom they said attempted to enter Auckland with a car full of smuggled KFC chicken, french fries, and 10 tubs of coleslaw. They were a gang. And so now that gang gets busted, but the state gang is offering it as a treat? No. Yeah. Uh, just more nonsense. More of an illustration that it's all gang warfare anyway. 6032836160. Would you get any kind of a medical treatment at a fast food place? I'm not doing the cats this time. Oh, I'm just going. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Anyway, it is Free Talk Live. 
in case you're wondering who these people are and what they're what they're doing Free with their microphones. Meow. M- meow Talk Live? Free Meow Talk. Oh, there Free, we go. Free Meow Live. Free Talk Live. FreeTalkLive.com. 603-283-6160. That's a telephone number for those of you who don't know. Uh, you Did know. you know you have to start dialing 10 digits pretty soon? I mean, you already do. No. If when, you dial from like a 603 to a 603 number, you technically don't have to dial all 10 digits. Um, really? Okay. But, and soon you're going to have it's, to. It, that may be true in New Hampshire, but in other places it's already not true. Okay. There are places where if you dial... So uh, Washington State, for example, has two different uh, 425s, right? Okay. So there's a, a Seattle area 425 on the on the north side, but then there's also an eastern Washington 425. And uh, if you dial... that was a 509. Right. There's also the 509, and then there's the 206 and the 253, uh, which it used to be you when you were in 425, you could uh, just do 4567-digit dialing instead of 10-digit. You didn't have to include the area code. But when 425 went to the north end, anyway, these are called area code splits. I know a little bit about this. Um, everywhere on in the North America that's on a 10-digit numbering plan will have to dial 10 digits from now on at some point in the very near future. You are very correct. Very near future. You are correct. Um, just sprung on people. The the whole reason that that's going into effect is because of something that uh, the FCC put into place some time ago. It's just that the telcos are finally getting around to it. They did the same thing with toll-free numbers. It used to be back in the day that only 800 numbers, 1-800, whatever the number is, those were the only toll-free numbers, and then they went, we're running out of numbers. So they decided to make 888 a toll-free number. 877 was next, along with 866, and 855 came along next and this was all i think in 96 when they said okay all these different uh, they're they're called npas npa and xx's when all these different numbers were going to be toll free but they were only able to implement one at first so it was 800 and then 888 then it was and 877 and eight, right 900 came in around the same time so it takes like government decrees a thing and then it takes them like a decade to implement it because government is dumb I'm kind of glad it took a decade. Who like who wants to dial an extra three digits on every phone call now? I've been doing that this whole time. Uh, the, I had no clue. The town I grew up in, you could dial just four digits for somebody really? in your neighborhood. You didn't have to dial the area code or the exchange. The the exchange, the NXX. Yeah. You could just dial four. So, like, if I needed to call the neighbor's house for some reason, I just needed yeah. the last four digits, and I could actually dial with a rotary phone. That's how old I am. Now you have to dial ten. It's like more than twice the amount of dials. Yeah. Well, you know, human beings don't really have to actually dial much of anything. They just plug it into their phone and hit save, and then they click a button and it dials it for them. So humans really aren't being put out. That's why those extra three digits feels like a lot. Because you you have to enter three more digits one time. you 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 may think so, Captain, but I call a bunch of customers for my job. And that's a lot of dust. Smile and dial? Because they're not all plugged into my phone. Okay, before we continue, I have to tell the listeners that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You could go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer an excuse for ignoring this important, world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines and all of the news that's relevant to you. 
Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. Only eight decimal points for Bitcoin? Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. Uh, you've, Carry on. You've, <laughs> wah, wah. You've, you've traveled down the Satoshi hole. <laughs> down a rabbit hole. It's just, I, I'm making stuff up. All right, what were we talking about? Oh, right, do you want fries with your vax? This bit from New Zealand where their government is talking to KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell about offering the vaccine for COVID when they buy meals. None of which really sells fries, unless you can like the nacho fries from Taco Bell. I, just the logistics of this thing okay. and the like, how are they going to manage the queues for people it waiting? It doesn't make any sense at all. It makes and no do sense. Do they have a nurse staffed? To administer these vaccines, or is it the cashier that's doing it? Oh, I'm sure they'll use military personnel. Yeah. Because of the, you know, they're trying to do the right thing for all the people there. Yeah. Don't even get me started on how the military personnel that they were having administer the vaccines in the first place have no clue what they are doing and are giving people bursitis and just not administering them correctly. I, as if you'd want it in the first place, but. I, yeah. I, the whole thing is just so over the top comical. Uh, I think Peakless Mountaineer last night mentioned he's like, dude, we're living in like a B movie. Oh gosh! <laughs> and I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, I've seen some really bad B movies, and I'm like, you're right. Reality does kind of resemble a B movie right now. You missed out the couple a few weeks ago. We were talking about Velocipaster. <laughs> Velocipaster. Because ironically enough, both Arya and I had seen that movie. That does not surprise me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, New Zealand is talking to fast food brands about offering people vaccines with their meals. These are the bullet points from the top of the article. Uh, Auckland ended a harsh lockdown on Tuesday. The country wants to avoid future lockdowns. So they say. I don't believe them. No, because New Zealand is committed to COVID zero. <sighs> it gets, yeah, it and the they don't want to avoid anything. They don't. They, they want do- to make it permanent. So they are in Auckland, the country's largest city, eased a harsh five-week lockdown on Tuesday, allowing fast food restaurants to restart delivery services and socially distanced sales. So unlike in the U.S., when everybody went into lockdown, you could still go through the drive through and or get your DoorDash Right, that kind of a thing, which doesn't help stop the spread. By in, the way, in New Zealand, uh, the they just shut them down. Apparently, according how to gross this. do you think that delivery McDonald's is? Like, at, as if it wasn't already like stale and disgusting through the drive-through. Now you have to wait an extra like thirty minutes to get your McDonald's. I mean, I'm kind of a fast food connoisseur, so I kind of like that stuff. Uh, I'll take it through the drive-thru. I'll take it leftovers the next day, uh, microwave. Oh, oh, there's no. nothing worse than leftover McDonald's. Dude, it, you just load it up. Horrible. It'll last for like at least 20 years. Right, but it is so. not delicious in any way, shape, or form. With enough ketchup and garlic salt, man, those fries are not too bad. <laughs> oh, man, leftover. No. no, McDonald's fries are only good right when you get them and Understood. if they're piping no. hot. Which is why with when you do it as leftovers, you got to put a lot of ketchup and garlic salt. I, I, this I, is triggering no, me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to leave. Don't leave. Don't leave, Nikki. We're only in like, you know, the first half hour of the show. All right. I guess I'll stay. All right. Best food is delicious. Richie Rich. Bye. I'll leave Nikki alone. <laughs> Don't make me pull this show over, you two. <laughs> I swear, if I have to pull this talk show over, you eat. guys are really going to hear it. Just eat the French fry.
It's good for you. Richie. It's a vegetable. No! Nikki, give Richie your French fries. If you don't like them, I'll take you'll it. eat them. 603-283-6160. If Krispy Kreme did a dozen donuts instead of a singular, I might be vaccinated right now. Just well, saying. What if Krispy Kreme offered the vax right in the donut shop? I, I would still need a dozen donuts. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Brute force, intransigent defiance, adamantine will. These are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the world breakers arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World Breakers. Stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BaneBooks.com. You That's are. When she said, "Duty, I'll take two. <laughs> oh boy, it's going to be one of those shows. Uh, the name of the show is Free Talk Live. The name of the host is the Reverend Captain Kickass on this Sunday. The name of co-host number one is... Nikki Nick. Nikki Nick? Really? Yeah, that's... She likes the alliteration when I say Richie Rich. And co-host number three? Richie Rich. Actually, co-host one, co-host two. There's no co-host three. There's only two co-hosts. Well, you pointed at me when you said three, so I I felt obligated to address myself. I know, I know. I'm sorry for your obligation. It's okay. Uh, I don't like positive obligations, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> We've been talking or attempting to talk about this bit. Did we get past the headline? <laughs> Not, I mean, kind of. Uh, this headline from, what is it, Business Insider? New Zealand government is talking about <laughs> working with KFC Pizza and Taco Bell offering COVID-19 vaccines with their meals. Uh, Prime Minister Minister Jacinda Ardern is keen, no pun intended, keen to boost the country's vaccination rate, and the government is considering partnering with fast food brands to make that happen. On Wednesday, Auckland Councillor Josephine Bartley tweeted, Restaurant brands, the company behind KFC Pizza, Carl's Jr., and Taco Bell in New Zealand, was speaking with the government about taking up a partnership. We want to make sure we're going to go where people are. It seems like a cheap way to backdoor it, right? Because they're already authoritarian. Well, look, they don't need to go through the fast. If they want to go where people are, they've got them all locked away anyway. That's right. They're going to have to go door to door. Go door to door with with the military. You lock them down, so the only way you're going to find them is to go to where you've locked them down at. Well, it's easier to make McDonald's do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they're doing it that way so that the, the anti-people oh are I blaming can, a corporation you know instead of the actual that's government. That's a horrible idea. Imagine if like, you ordered some pizza from a, a chain place and they showed up and not only delivered your pizza, but also gave you the jab. Isn't that what they're suggesting? They're suggesting doing it in the restaurants, I believe. Oh, okay. Not having like the delivery people oh, show up. Oh, I thought do- it was delivery people. Yeah, I thought it was delivery too because they're not allowed in the restaurants. They're all locked down on delivery duty. Well, duty. let's find out. Uh, we know that a lot of Aucklanders are going to be really excited. <laughs> oh, I'm sure <laughs> about getting their takeaway fix, and we and could we use that possibility? Question mark. 
Robertson said, however, that there could be issues getting people to wait for 20 minutes after their vaccination due to the time pressures of drive-through outlets. Oh, you know what they should do? They should let them dine in the restaurant. Then when they're sitting there in a food coma, stick them. So they, instead of dine-in, it would be die-in? D- yes. Die-in experience. <laughs> Delayed results may vary. Uh, Arden said Thursday she hoped to drop strict lockdown measures for good and wanted a 90% vaccination rate in order to do so. Then you wouldn't even have to oh blow dart As of Thursday, 40% of people were fully vaccinated. 75% have had one dose, according to government statistics. Where is this in New Zealand? Auckland, specifically. Oh, yes. okay. I was thinking that Auckland, the rates would be much yeah. higher. Yeah. Well, they want 90%. They've only got 40%. So I'm with Nikki. I'm, I'm surprised it's so low considering their overbearing uh, attempt at this. All right. Uh, we'll come back to this, but let's go to Ted, who's calling from Afghanistan. Ted, you're on Free Talk Live. Teddy Hi, Tomlinson? how are you? I'm good, Ted. What's on your mind tonight? You know, I'm, I'm really concerned about the, the economy. Uh, I wanted to talk a lot about it because what I've been doing is I have um, I've been getting together with my friends over here and I've been showing them how we can, you know, try to make some uh, profit from this whole scandemic that mm-hmm. we have currently. Um, you know, we have a Federal Reserve that's just printing endless amounts of money and giving it to billionaires. Yep. And that's just going to create a huge wealth gap. And pretty much that's going to ascend to a two tier society where you have extremes of Agreed. A small group of people that have everything. They own all the assets, all all the property. Yeah, you're right, Ted. One of the most else have nothing. One of the most overlooked things about the whole COVID lockdown thing is the wealth transfer that has occurred. It's in the trillions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's going to get much much bigger because we're going to be looking at quadrillion. Who knows quadrillion yeah. dollars amount that probably going to be happening? There's going to be a whole load more of stimulus packages coming down the pike, and there's just going to be a whole lot more more money printing coming down the road on top of that. What do you think regular folk can do? Um, I think regular folk can short the short the dollar and basically buy real physical assets. You know, gold silver, and cryptocurrencies on top of that. I think all three of those assets are going to do fundamentally well in this environment. I mean, the environment right now, we have extreme market distortions. Mm -hmm. None of this makes any sense. Like, you look at everything that's going on in the market, we have to bail out entire industries. We're not even bailing out corporations anymore. We're bailing out entire industries. Well, they're American industries, so it's good. (laughs) America. Yeah, but it's American dollars that they're printing, which is our wealth transferring to their to their pockets, so that they can continue to keep this whole illusion going. Because let's face it, twenty twenty, you know that whole incident, it was a wake up call to the economy that hey, you can't keep printing money out of thin air. You can't keep bailing out the economy. There's actually something else what did, i guess they call it an exonophore it's like an outside stimulus uh that came in and and popped the bubble as oh, they say yeah, yeah. it was the pin that popped the bubble but now in order for them to keep the bubble 
instead of trying to fix, you know, raise interest rates and bring back and liquidate the debt like we're, we should be doing, instead we're going to keep inflating even more yeah. just to keep the just to keep the air flowing, and, and it's just going to get so unbelievably bad. And, uh, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, Ted, I just want to ask, where? how are you listening to it? Are you listening online, or are you listening on satellite? Because I know there uh, isn't a radio online. station online. Okay. And then, um, Richie Rich, you had a... Oh, I was just saying, um, one of the, the good things for you, Ted, is that you're knowledgeable about the situation and can act accordingly. So throughout all of this you know, nonsense... What I have recommended to friends and family is to observe the fact that somebody is going to get wealthy out of this whole thing, right? Yeah. And there's no reason right. that it can't be you, even yeah. though they're giving it away to millionaires. If you were open to the opportunity of finding a way to get wealthy. Take right? advantage mm-hmm. of the situation. Take advantage of the situation. Take advantage of the situation. And exactly. if, you, if, you're, if you're able to see what is coming down the road then you can strategically place yourself in a position now to take advantage of that situation as it comes to light. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like I, mean, I like how you mentioned, Ted, about investing in cryptocurrency because when the dollar really does keep crashing, the value of cryptocurrency is going to skyrocket. So everybody mm-hmm. who invested early, even now, now is still early to mm-hmm. invest in cryptocurrency. It's never, it's not too late. So everybody who is investing in cryptocurrency right now you're going to be ahead of the game when the economy really does collapse. And yeah, Captain Kickass yeah. has Goldbacks poking out of his shirt pocket. Yeah. I do. I was going to mention those to you, Ted. Are, are you familiar with Goldbacks? I know you mentioned gold I, and silver. I, I actually haven't. I, I think I remember there was they're doing that in Utah. So right. they're doing it in several states. I mean, they're basically spendable gold. What they do yeah. is they put, uh, like for the single, it's one one-thousandth an ounce of gold into okay. a flat thing that they laminate. Yeah. It kind of looks like a, a, a spendable yeah. thing, uh, but it's one one-thousandth an ounce of gold. Uh, they've done the Utah gold back. They've done the Nevada gold back, and they've done the New Hampshire gold back. Now, you can spend these anywhere. Just because it says Utah doesn't mean you can't use it outside of Utah or New Hampshire. You can use, mm. you know, you can use them wherever anybody accepts them but for the first time we have spendable gold and thanks for the call tonight Ted. and, we appreciate and it doesn't it. have to be like getting into an investment right because when the right. mask mandates came down my mom started sewing masks yes so right yeah take and advantage get ahead of that curve and with yeah. gold backs like it is spendable gold so it's the first competition that cash has actually had like tangible physical cash in some time 603-283-6160 more free talk live coming up Yes, I'd like the uh, McCovid value meal, supersized. To get a booster with that? Uh, And a chocolate shake, please. Apparently in New Zealand, they are considering, the government is considering uh, offering, offering, I don't I don't really know how they're going to pull this off, but somehow implementing you getting your COVID-19 booster shot at fast food restaurants well, like KFC and okay, Taco Bell. Okay, here's and how they pizza. pull it off. 
right? They're already starting to talk about the the uh, the COVID medication in pill form, right? So if it's now an ingestible, you just put it in the milkshake. Well, why don't they just put it in the giant tanks and the and the uh, what do you call it, the chemtrail planes and spray it over people? That's coming or the water supply. As soon as as soon as it becomes an ingestible, all bets are off, man. Come on. Like they're not going to find a way to get you to take it involuntarily? Demand for fast food has been high in Auckland since the lockdown restrictions were reintroduced last month, prompting some people to try and get their fill by any means necessary. We already talked about uh, the police busting some people who were smuggling a car full of smuggled KFC chicken, french fries, and 10 tubs of coleslaw. See, in in New Zealand, it's smuggling. Here, that's your Uber driver. Right. Why do they need to smuggle it? I kind of missed that part. So uh, not all areas were locked down in the same degree, right? So like the large cities oh. were way more locked down. And so people could, if they could figure out how to travel and not get busted, they could go you know, into the burbs or into the rural areas where like a thing like KFC was open, order a whole bunch, chuck it in their trunk, and then try to drive back to the more locked down areas, hence the smuggle. And deliver it. To the people who wanted it for a tidy profit because right. they were gang members. Which is just the market responding to circumstance. I agreed. Yeah. But they were busted. I can't imagine at any point in my life fast food being contraband. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm almost 50 and like, I, I can't imagine this. I can't imagine. Never like, taking McDonald's into a movie theater? No. Oh. I mean, I've taken like my own treats and stuff into okay. the movie theater, but right. but not that's not that's not at this it's level. It's contraband, man. That's not at this level. Just saying, it's not at this level. Okay. I mean, I, I'd sneak booze into the movie theater before anything else, right? A little I, flask I, in the pocket. I'm pretty. Order, order up a large whatever it is, and then you know, open it up and you know, pour Get yourself. The fawns all of a sudden. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Winkler on Free Talk Live. Hey. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got David in New Mexico. David. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, the last couple of weekends I've been giving you the little play-by-play of how they do you in the family and children's courts in New Mexico, and I wanted to give you the next little vignette that follows uh, right after that, which is answers the logical question of what happened next. And uh, in a nutshell, if you remember, I had split up with my kid's mom, or she split up with me. Yep. She found a new dude, married him, and they tried to push me out of my kid's life by terminating my parental rights and adopting my kids to him. A common so tactic. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and ju- and names are important. Judge M. Monica Zamora in the state of New Mexico um, had put me on trial for my own children. And she sided against me and uh, terminated my parental rights and adopted my uh, kids to the stepfather. And I appealed that decision to the New Mexico Court of Appeals, where I won a three-judge panel decision unanimously in my favor, Wexler, Wexler Bustamante, and Kennedy, Rod Kennedy writing. Yep. And so they, that, I, I, overt- I overturned that, M. M. Monica Zamora. They told her that she had violated the law, and they vacated her ruling and remanded it back to that same court where uh, Judge John J. Romero Jr. was now presiding over my case. And the order from the Court of Appeals was to uh, uh, that we, over- we overturned this and we remanded it back to you for appropriate 
action. And so what, uh, what I succeeded in doing was filing a motion for reunification therapy between myself and my children, which was ordered. And I went to meet with the reunification therapist and having been through the ringer over the last few years and discovered that the so-called experts that work with the courts often are not uh, there to help you. They work hand-in-hand with the courts to accomplish whatever the court's mission is. Right. I, so I, so my, yeah, my BS detector was on high alert. I detected some BS, and I called the woman on what I considered to be her BS, and I, and I gave her this legal notice, and I said, I'm giving you now an actual constructive legal notice here face-to-face, uh, verbally, orally, that if you wrongfully damage my relationship with my children at all, I will sue you. Right. And upon getting that legal notice, she decided that she didn't want to work with me anymore. Probably a smart move. And so it goes back to court. And here's, here's where we pick up that's new. And, and this has happened multiple times to me, and you've got to be on guard for this. The, the court... Now, if you're, if you're, if you're a, a medical patient and you need to have some procedure, generally you might like a second opinion, right? And I you might would, like yes, to go to absolutely. A, yeah, and you might like to go to a, a provider with, uh, of your choice, one that you like, one that you believe in. Um, and, the, and, and these reunification therapists, for instance, is a medical personnel. They have to go to college. They have to take their licensing test. They have to get a state license. It's a medical position. Now, the, the, but, but the, the court is in the habit of saying, um, if you want to go to a certain practitioner, you need to get that approved through yeah. the court before you can go. I, and, and so... I am yeah. I am totally like just flabbergasted at your story. I mean, you're a frequent caller, and so most of the hosts here have a pretty good idea of how you're getting railroaded by the state, particularly in regards. To I'm your surprised children. he's got some mini victories in there. I, I'm not surprised, but it is incredibly frustrating that even when the state tells you, "Okay, uh, we did this thing wrong, and we're going to rectify it, and now it's going to go this way," that getting them to move on their own dictates on their own actions on their own rulings when you know you feel like you had a win and then you don't get any traction on it has to be beyond frustrating david yeah yeah tell me tell me about it tell me about it and so here's what happened is so that that woman quit and the 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 judge uh sent her a uh, letter subpoena order whatever to show up in court and testify about the situation and she uh, had on a, on advice of her attorney uh, de- defied the court order to uh, show up and testify, and nothing ever happens when when experts do that. They, they don't get prosecuted for it in most cases. And so then I, I filed another motion to replace that uh, therapist who quit, and what happened then is Judge John J. Romero Jr. just ignored my motion, and also the court-appointed attorney that, that was uh, then working for me. I was pro se for a moment, uh, in that instance, and then I was represented again, and then the pro se, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, court-appointed attorney uh, uh, failed to take any action whatsoever to defend my case, right. and, and, and that's where it has been stalled now for all of these years, uh, pending further action of one sort or another. Right, because they don't have any incentive. There's no incentive for the court-appointed attorneys to do anything for you. They get paid regardless. doesn't matter if they take right. any action for you or not. So what's, what's, yeah. what's the next step here? What do you got to do? What's next in line? Well, the, well, the, nec- the next step w- would be uh, various lawsuits in various courts 
and and which 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 suits and which courts is a matter of strategy, which is not has not been finally determined yet. But interesting point on what you just said is the court-appointed attorney. When I questioned him about uh, uh, why he's not doing anything, and here and and here's what he should be doing. The ball is in his court. He said, "Well, there's no hearing scheduled, so there's nothing for me to do." And I said, "Hey, idiot! The ball is in your court. Right. You're supposed to be playing offense." Yeah. I have a couple questions for you, David. So yeah. is this is this all new developments since you called last week, or is this just our weekly install of your situation? Is this all new? No, this, that, this, is, just, this is nothing new. This is okay. just one, one more small vignette in a, in a story that's way too long to tell in yeah. one sitting. Yeah, that, I had a feeling. And have you been able to see your children since all of this has happened? N- no, no. I'm I said so sorry. On July, I said goodbye to him on July uh, second of 2007 not knowing i would never see him again and i never saw him again i'm i'm so sorry to hear that that must be really hard for you i'm very sorry hey thanks for the call david keep us updated will you i have been in i've i've been very interested he's been calling kind of weekly kind of giving us play-by-plays on what's been happening and it's just it's been a lot if i'm him i would also in addition to you know worrying about just the legal matters with his kids i would hire some you know fantastic kid writer in college to like hey help me document this story help me put it together because that has got to be an interesting story that i think needs to be told and he is not the only one going through this this is very very common that this happens to fathers and it's terrible more free talk live hour number two is coming up next When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. If you had a live call in radio talk show where you allowed people to call in and We'll talk about whatever was on their mind. What would you call it? I would call it Free Talk Live. I and also, then I would give out the phone number. I also would call it Free Talk Live. What would you call it? I would call it Talk Free Live. Okay. Or maybe Live Free Talk. Live Talk Free. All right. Well, this is Free Talk Live. And we do have a telephone number. It's 603-283-6160 if you would like to join us. Again, 603 603- 283-6160 in the studio. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. And I'm Nikki. And Richie Rich. For way too long, the federal government has overstepped its bounds, and I can't even count the number of ways in which it's done so. 17. It's more than 17. Oh. He meant 17 billion. It's more than 42, which is the answer to everything as well. But uh, they've been refusing to abide by the Constitution. They've been committing heinous war crimes, both abroad and at home. They've destroyed the currency. They don't seem to care about their routine violations of our human rights. 
And even if that wasn't the case, though, isn't it absurd that people in California or other states thousands of miles away from you get to determine who rules over you? I think it's absurd. At nhexit.us, we are trying to change that. We've proposed an amendment to the New Hampshire Constitution that would allow New Hampshire to declare its independence from the shenanigans, warmongering, and economic destruction wrought by the United States government. Sign the petition today at nhexit.us. Let's see New Hampshire exit the U.S. And I like to say, where others have failed, we will secede. That's a beautiful idea. I love it. I just like that they've gotten it to the point where there's representatives or whomever ready, uh, willing to introduce it. Yeah. It's I, awesome. I read the verbiage for the first time several weeks ago of the actual proposal. Yeah. I, I sent it to a couple of friends of mine, you know, not in New Hampshire, and they're like, whoa. Yeah. Is that is that real? And I'm like, yeah, yeah check it yeah. out. Here's the website. Like, this is the actual thing. Like, actual representatives from the state have proposed this. Now, any prior reference to the United States Constitution is now null and void? What? Yeah, and their response was, well, I guess New Hampshire really is the live free or die state. Hopefully. Sure is. And I was like, amen, brother. You we'll, know, We'll see when it goes to a vote how the, it, like, the citizenry actually yeah, I know. wants to be. It's, it's early phases, but still, the fact that a representative from the state submitted the thing puts New Hampshire... Out in front of any other state, right. like there's been talk of like Texas, Texas, or even California. There's been a couple of other states I think that have right. mentioned we're considering about thinking about talking about what it might look like to put a proposal together. New Hampshire was just like, no, here, let's write some words down and propose it. Yeah. It's a huge step, Boom. huge step. And hopefully, if there continues to be liberty representatives in the in the local legislature, right, then it's something that. If it can come up every two years, since again it's unlikely to pass this go round, as hopeful as I am, yeah, right, that they could just keep reintroducing it un- until they get enough votes or enough representatives or enough whomever to to make that thing stick. All right. So in the last hour, in between calls, we were talking about it looks like New Zealand is trying to work with fast food places to deliver the vaccine. Like I don't know, while you're in the drive through or. While you're going to the, it doesn't specify how they're like. Well, we don't know how we're going to work it out yet, but we're talking to them, so it, it's it's just the most moronic thing I've ever heard. I keep thinking of more and more ironic things that this article brings up. The fact that I mean, I think we can all agree that fast food is not healthy for you. I agree. So instead of promoting healthy eating and going outside and exercising and everything that actually boosts your immune system will protect you from COVID. They're going to encourage people to eat fast food and give them experimental mRNA gene therapy. Right. Well, the lockdown's from the beginning. Yeah, and they've already done this with like, we're going to offer you a free beer if you get the shot. Or a Krispy Kreme donut. Right. Which Which almost got me. Almost got me. (laughs) Oh, really? Almost t- got you with the Krispy Kreme? Really? There's no, there's no Krispy Kreme in New Hampshire. Man. Right, I understand that, but like, I didn't peg you for such a weak-willed person. I told you it would take a dozen. Oh, a dozen. <laughs> if it was a, if it was a, like... I mean, that's a completely different story. Okay, well, but, because it was a daily but, thing. It was like, Rich, you know, get your thing and you been, get a free donut a day. And I go, give me a dozen donuts a day there, and I might be in. There would have been a pathway for you to do so. You would have just needed to visit 12 separate Krispy Kreme donuts. Locations. Yes. Th- there's zero in New Hampshire. Well, sure, but you can go to Massachusetts. 
They don't have them yeah, in Mass. Yeah. Oh, really? It's not around. I don't think so. Oh, well. Not in my neck of the right. woods. It's a long. It's a long drive to a Krispy Kreme, and man, I miss it. <laughs> oh, they don't deliver. Wait a minute. I've I've just had an idea. The next time I I, I need some help with something. Right, I just need to get my hands on like a dozen Krispy Kremes and be like, Richie Rich. I'd be there. Did nobody tell you about Dunkin' Donuts? It's not as good. <laughs> there's it's not like, nearly as good. There's, there's a literally Dunkin one every on corner. every corner. Yeah. Right, and zero Krispy Kreme. <laughs> no, nah, Dunkin' Donuts sucks. Sorry. It does. Yeah, it's... Especially compared to Krispy Kreme. All right, I don't so, care. Fight me. So since we've been talking. Call in and fight me. <laughs> 603-283-6160. Call in and fight Richie Rich about Dunkin' Donuts if you tell like. Tell me how good your Dunkin' Donuts. I've, I've been to Dunkin' Donuts. It's like. Selection isn't even that varied. Yeah. So, Don't get me started. Shop. So we've been talking Coffee's about terrible. this, but Nikki, you brought in this from WGN9, Chicago's very own, WGNTV.com. Vaccines in your salad? And the first thing I thought was, this is why I garden. <laughs> well, now it's healthy. You didn't like fast food? Put it in the salad. Still not healthy. Oh. The headline says, vaccines in your salad, question mark. Scientists growing medicine-filled plants to replace injections. Um, Also, plants are already filled with medicines. That was my thought. Plants are medicine. Forget this mRNA gene therapy. Ditch that. That's garbage. Just eat plants. Plants will save you. Mushrooms will save you. No, but you can't. You heard it here first. You can't can't legally say that. Right, Vit- you can't get down with mushrooms. I uh, I have an allergic reaction to <gasps> oh, some don't eat mushrooms. mushrooms. No, which is why that. I've never done the the uh, the kind of mushrooms that are fun. Oh, <laughs> you're allergic to all fungi. N- no, you're not a fungi. He's no. not a fungi. No, not all. Like every now and again, I'll be somewhere like fun gal, maybe fun guy, not so much. Every now and again, I'll be somewhere where like somebody like orders a pizza and I don't know that there's mushrooms on it and I eat it. And nothing happens. And every now and again, I'll be somewhere where somebody like you know orders a pizza. There's mushrooms on, it, and I don't know about it. I eat it, and then I start breaking out. I get hives, and it's like a. So it must be like specific kinds of mushrooms. Like I, maybe you're allergic to white mushrooms, but maybe you're not allergic to these, reishi. These are my thoughts. However, I figure if there's one other kind that I'm allergic to, it's going to be the fun kind. Yeah. There's maybe. there's a and, savage that and, comes to the Tuesday night meetups that orders his nachos without cheese. That sounds like that's something I would nachos, do. That's not nachos. That's just chips. It's got other toppings, just not the not the cheesy part. Oh, is he keto? No, I don't know. He can't have corn chips on keto. It's just a weird dude, man. Can you imagine keto nachos? It's just ground beef and some onions. <laughs> <laughs> some onions. <And> just bacon. <laughs> ground beef, onions. What else? <laughs> Sour cream, I guess, <laughs> by the spoonful. I mean, that seems like a cheat meal, but I wouldn't, you know. Uh, do you want to take this one? Sure. So vaccinations can be a controversial subject for many people, you think? especially when it comes to injections. Well, most vaccinations are injections, so they kind of lost me there. But So what if you could replace your next shot with a salad instead? Researchers at the University of California, Riverdale, are working on a way to grow edible plants that carry the same medication as an mRNA vaccine. The COVID-19 vaccine is one of the many inoculations which the messenger RNA, mRNA technology to defeat viruses. They work by teaching cells the immune system to recognize to attack certain infectious diseases, which is how all vaccinations work. You're shaking your head, Kevin, but, but like we I already just, have GMO foods, so why not? Well, I'm shaking my head because, this? like, why are they working on ways to? Mm, I know why they they want more control. They think anti-vaxxers eat salads. 
<laughs> That's get, the thought I get out of here. But, but that is a relevant thought. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like do anti-vaxxers well, eat salad? The, and they're making it seem like people don't want to get the COVID vaccine in air quotes because they're afraid of the needle. No, we're afraid of the weird mRNA gene therapy I'm, and you know becoming a zombie. I'm actually not afraid of it at all. It's just that I had COVID and got over it. Me I too. see no need to have anything stuck in my arm. Valid point as well. Especially with the side effects. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. That's what you're listening to right now. And in the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Nikki. And Rich Rich. The telephone number, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to join us. Uh, we've been talking about this article that Nikki brought in from WGNTV.com. Scientists are growing medicine-filled plants to replace injections? Because plants aren't healthy enough. Yeah. Thanks to a $500,000 grant from the National Science Foundation. Okay. So they're looking to accomplish three goals. First, the team will try to successfully deliver DNA-containing mRNA vaccinations into plant cells where they can replicate. Next, the study the study authors want to show that plants can actually produce enough mRNA to replace a traditional injection. Finally, the team will need to determine the right dosage people will need to eat to properly replace vaccinations. I have a better idea. Put it in the fast food. No. Oh. <laughs> Although that might be a better idea I than my that idea. That was my better idea. I have a better <laughs> idea. What they should do is they should look at modifying a virus in some way that allows the virus to be the mRNA. Maybe they could find a lab like outside of the United States so in that it Wuhan, doesn't perhaps in like China for example where they could like do some of this research that's outside of the the limits of what the US law says they can do as far as modify Oh wait, they've already done that, haven't they? Yeah, this sounds really familiar. Oh, Is this from like some sort of horror movie it's or like gra- Oh, no, no, no. This literally happened like last year. Bingo. <laughs> The problem is Monsanto is going to get a hold of this patent, right? Oh, yeah. And then oh as, oh, if, if you start growing it or their seeds implant your garden or whatever, then they're going to sue yeah. you and you're not going to be able to have natural plants. The anymore. bees from one side of the field pollinate the plants on your side of the Forget field. Forget about it. Now you're in violation of their patents. Yeah, this is a whole nother level of GMOs. Like, I don't like normal GMOs. This is like zombie GMOs. I, it, 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 yeah, I... <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. My, I'm, I'm speechless. You sound flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm having a difficult time speaking because I'm. I just don't have any words for this. Uh, how does anybody in their right mind think that this is a good idea? Well, okay. talk about forcing it on everybody, completely eliminating choice altogether. Well, so it's not necessarily. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. It's not necessarily doing that unless you get to that Monsanto situation. Right, because even now you have a choice between locally grown, homegrown, supermarket grown, or GMO. Right, right? but like, I'm talking about food, Richie Rich. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. 
I heard homegrown and I Stonies, Jesus. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you're still going to have a choice as long as it's labeled properly, right? If like if you if you know that you're not if you're getting this. They're going to make it so that like it doesn't have to be labeled at all. And then like you go to a restaurant, you order a salad, are they going to bring you a label with your salad? No. Are they going to no. mark it up on their on their menu? No. They already don't with GMOs. You don't know if you go to a restaurant if anything right. you're eating's got the GMO in but it or not. But people who actually care about that Right, are going to be the ones who go to their local farmer or their yep. local co-op and ask those questions. Right, hey, is this the MRA lettuce or the normal lettuce? Right, and they'll have a choice, but you just have to be more diligent as a consumer about wh- what you buy and where you buy it from. It's just interesting to me because this just sounds like an all-around awful idea. I mean, I've been very vocal about how I don't think that this mRNA gene therapy is a good idea in the first place, but. Getting the dosage right, like you can overdose on this stuff. Like you can't just take as much as you want. It's not like normal vitamins and nutrients that you'd be getting from plants. It's a medication. It's a, in air quotes, vaccination. So I just, I just really don't see the purpose. So you're going to eat like one leaf of spinach and be like, oh, I got my vaccine. It just literally doesn't make any sense to me. I, I like, just what's have, the point? I just have this horrific thing in the back of my mind where like one of my parents was like, if you don't eat your Brussels sprouts, you can't have television. Right. And except the Brussels sprouts are now a vaccine. Well, and again, what we're what what I have predicted, quote unquote, in the past is that it's going to be as long as soon as the pills come out. Right. Even though it's going to be like a temporary if you have covid measure. It's going to become a daily dose thing. I don't right? want to, to prevent covid. You have to add this thing to your daily supplement routine. I don't want the vaccine, any of them. I don't want Moderna. I don't want Pfizer. I don't want Johnson & Johnson. I don't want the pill form. I don't want the lettuce form. I don't want it in my salad. I do not like it in my ham, green eggs and ham, Sam, I am. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going Dr. Seuss here somehow. But like, where is my choice in this, Richie Rich? I just told you, you, you individually as a consumer would have to go find the farmer who doesn't sell that lettuce. Or whatever it is. That seems like slim pickings. Pun intended. It will probably be slim pickings, which is how they will justify it. Nikki, will you come over and help me garden? Sure. Okay. I don't even have a garden, so I don't know what to do. Well, then again, now that you know what's coming, right, take the opportunity to start getting prepared for what you're going to have to do to prevent yourself from participating in this nonsense. But but again, if it becomes if it becomes a daily regimen to not get COVID, you have to take some sort of medication. I mean, how is then? Of course, how is this any different than them putting it in the water supply? It's not. Where's my choice in that? Again, you would have to find a water supply that's not not so. uh, I I don't have one. Well, no, private. There's private water delivery companies. Man, luckily, we live in a beautiful place called New Hampshire, and we have this wonderful libertarian, freedom minded community. Where people are gardening and producing all sorts of stuff. That's true. That we have constant access to safe food that doesn't have GMOs in it, that isn't weird Monsanto zombie food or now mRNA gene therapy food. You know, we have access to wells and, you know, we we have this abundant land of resources and like minded, freedom minded individuals in this community. So, so I think this is the that, best place to be. You know, if you're if you're in a place that doesn't have that, I and you're freedom minded and you appreciate bodily autonomy, then come to New Hampshire. And if you're totally against that, then take this opportunity to be that provider. Right? Yeah. If you know it's coming and you can get your hand on some like non-GMO seeds of some sort of lettuce or whatever vegetables that they're talking about, 
be the provider for your own local community because if anyone doesn't want to take the you know GMO or mRNA food, they're going to have to get their natural homegrown organics from somewhere and it might as well be you. Yeah. And this is like what we were talking about earlier where taking advantage of a bad situation, you know, profit off of this bad situation and turn it into a business opportunity. How how do we prevent this situation from actually occurring? Oh, you can't. Secede from the United States. I don't know. Like here's, here's the (laughs) one, even that man, (laughs) someone will figure it out. So this stolen from Ernest Hancock, right? If they can, then they are right. If if there's some nefarious thing you can think of that the state can do and it's possible to do, then they're doing it. So if they're already talking about studies about putting it in the lettuce, yeah, it's probably guess already what? done. It's done. You, yeah. you know, no genie going back in the bottle. Now it's just preventative on your part and what you can do as an individual to avoid it. Uh, since you're quoting people, I'd like to quote uh, Ren and Stimpy. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. That's my quote. Okay. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Thought we're gonna sing a log song. What rolls downstairs, a loner in pairs, rolls over the neighbor's dog. Fits on your back, great for a snack. It's log, log, log. More Free Talk Live is coming up. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening on this Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. We're a live radio call-in talk program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Now, I titled the show today, for those of you listening who can't see what the title of the show is, I titled the show today, Suicidal Dolphin. And Why would you do that? Well, it's your fault, actually, oh. Richie Rich. Uh, Richie Rich brought in a thing, and that's why I titled the show Suicidal Dolphin. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get around to the Suicidal Dolphin. Um, there's a couple of other things that we need to get to first. The first one is, uh, last year we told you about Intercoin which can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now, intercoin.org has launched worldwide. Is there a token you want to launch or an app you want to build? Go to intercoin.org, enter your email, and the team will get in touch to learn about your needs. And while you're there, if you want, get some intercoins for yourself. Intercoin.org. All right, so we were talking about vaccines, sadly. 
uh, vaccines uh, in your fast food uh, joints, like just getting a stab while getting Taco Bell. Uh, Vaccines in your salad, apparently. Uh, Folks are working on a way to put the mRNA into plants. It's a two-pronged approach. Get the healthy and the unhealthy at the same time. You got a good balance, you know. Got to balance it out. Can't be too healthy. As all things in life should be. Perfectly balanced. I... I have to talk about this other story. It's a there's no real segue for us to get from vaccines to this, but there is a guy who is in jail who's been there for seven years awaiting trial. What's wrong with that? Criminals stay in jail. Man, bad man. This is I, I haven't been bringing in much from the freethoughtproject.com. I got a little carried away with bringing in stuff from that particular uh, website they publish a lot of really hey, good, good stuff news, good news sources are good news sources man but this one really just sort of caught me and and i was like i have to talk about this on air so man rots in jail without trial for defending his home from armed invaders who were cops uh, the article starts with you know all the usual stuff in the land of the free every citizen is guaranteed or presumed to be innocent until proven guilty in a court of law <laughs> That's a funny joke, Captain. Just kidding. Uh, Sadly, however, this guarantee is often suspended for many folks who rot in jail for years waiting to prove their innocence. Because he's yet to be proven guilty, Marvin Guy is innocent until proven so. And for the last seven years, he's been innocent in jail with no trial. Uh, The Free Thought Project first reported this in 2014. Marvin Guy is facing the death penalty. Guy shot and killed wow. Detective Charles Dinwiddie. That's his actual name. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. D-I-N as in Nancy, not oh, M as in, okay. you know, moron. Uh, <laughs> Guy shot and killed. I'm sure that's what they called him in grade school. Right. And why he's a cop. Guy shot and killed Detective Charles Dinwiddie and injured several other Killeen police officers as they were attempting to forcefully enter Guy's home on May 9th, 2014 at 5.30 a.m. He sounds like a hero. Police had been surveilling Guy's home for some time after an informant claimed Guy was trafficking large quantities of cocaine. That's all it took. So, One call from an informant. At some point in the investigation, the decision was made to enter Guy's home and attempt to find evidence which would corroborate the informant's claim. And I'm sure they had a warrant, knocked on the door peacefully, served the warrant to Guy. Uh, that doesn't... That, no, that's no? not how things oh, okay. I'm sure they bulldozed his door down with a bear cat that's closer to what happened after entering the residence in a show of force which resulted in the loss of life of a veteran police officer no drugs not even a single marijuana joint was found which shouldn't have been on the warrant anyway if they were looking for cocaine right the consequence for the police incursion resulted in one detective's death and yet another black man being charged with homicide Oh, there you go. Guy's fate is yet to be determined as he is waiting trial for Dinwiddie's murder, which arguably would not have occurred had the police not attempted to enter his home unannounced. Yeah, but they do that all the time. No knock raid is what no, happened. Yeah. yeah. No no knock raid, and the the citizen who defends himself is never absolved, right? It, it's, it's always the cops it, getting immunity of some kind, and whatever yeah. happens, this is the result. 
seems to be the case in this particular case. Even if the police had identified themselves before attempting to enter Guy's home, there have been enough crimes committed by criminals posing as police to justify Guy's decision to defend his life from intruders. You would think, and you would think that that fact alone would uh, stop the police from ever doing no-knock raids. Right, they're inviting violence upon themselves by doing it unnecessarily. Right. According to many jailhouse interviews conducted by KDH News, Guy told reporters he was simply defending himself when his bedroom window was broken out that morning. Complicating matters further for the protection in Guy's case, I'm sorry, for the prosecution in Guy's case, is the fact that a precedent has already been set in a similar case. As the Free Thought Project reported, charges against Henry... Godric, G-O-E-D-R-I-C-H. Godric. 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 Henry Godric McGee were dropped following a Texas grand jury's refusal to indict McGee on capital murder charges for the shooting death of Burleson County Sergeant Adam Souders after the, after the sergeant had led a team of police officers into McGee's residence using the same no-knock search warrant method. So this is also where it's surprising. The the prosecutor's office has a precedent yes. that makes it unlikely that they're going to be able to convict, and they have not chosen to drop the case. But which, they also haven't sent it to trial, even the guy to sit in jail for seven years. Understood. But usually, if they think they're going to lose, right, they drop it so as not to tarnish their win-loss record. Well, and this guy, McGee, claimed he was protecting his, home, protecting his home and his pregnant girlfriend, the exact same claim that Guy made upon his arrest. So after the grand jury refused to indict McGee, the case against him was dropped. See? Just a few short months after the shooting occurred, quite a contrast from Guy's imprisonment. Was McGee white? That's, a, they don't say, at least they haven't said so far. Oh. Guy has been sitting in jail for seven years awaiting his day in court. The discrepancies in the way McGee was treated and how Guy's case is being handled has largely gone unnoticed. Just like Guy's extended prison term with no trial has gone unnoticed. However, a pastor out of New York, Nick Gentile, and a group of activists at the Grassroots Law Project are doing their best to expose the injustice on a website started by Gentile, freemarvinguy.com. What's the speedy trial rule in that case? Yeah, that's a good question. I know... I know on smaller cases in Hawaii, at least, for like traffic and stuff, they convince the defendant to waive their right to a speedy trial. Wow. Yeah, I've heard of this happening. Right. And so I wonder if they somehow coerced Guy yeah. into waiving his right to a speedy trial, which is really what ends it, ends, gets him ended up in prison for seven years without one. Yeah, I don't know. Even if he's proven innocent, what's going to happen? He already lost seven years of his life, and nothing's going to happen to the people that put him there. Civil suit, taxpayers pay. Right, yeah, exactly. Either way, the taxpayers lose. Yeah. Right, either way. Well, either way, he can never get those years back of his life. Right. Money's not going to fix that. So Gentile started the website, uh, freemarvinguy.com, and he explains how Guy's situation is set up to fail. Because freeguy.com was taken for the movie. (laughs) Probably uh, we'll tell you more about what this website says and how a situation is set up to fail coming up. Plus, a little bit later, we'll talk about the suicidal dolphin here on Free Talk Live. 
Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Welcome back. It is Free Talk Live. Your calls and thoughts are coming right up. If you want to join us on air, you can call 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Get your digital tickets now for Liberty in Our Lifetime. This is an event being hosted by Free Private Cities Foundation. Although physical tickets are sold out, you can still get virtual tickets at LifetimeLiberty.com. Liberty in Our Lifetime is exploring projects happening right now around the world that are working to achieve that very lofty goal of securing freedom in our lifetime. Speakers from Crypto Valley, Prospera, the Seasteading Institute, and more will all be speaking at this October 16th event. Get your digital tickets now at LifetimeLiberty.com. See what people are doing all around the world to create voluntary societies with a live-and-let-live attitude at LifetimeLiberty.com. All right, we've been talking about uh, this article from the Free Thought Project about well, a guy named Guy. And he's been awaiting trial for over seven years because police performed a no-knock raid on his residence in which, well, like any person defending their home, you would think would, defended himself against what he believed to be intruders because they did not announce themselves as police, etc. and so on. He did open fire and apparently killed one of the policemen. Uh, and as he rightfully should have, and he has been awaiting his trial for reasons we don't know yet. Cause uh, he's black. Uh, Nick Gentile, who's a pastor out of New York, uh, started a website called free And he attempts to explain guy's situation and how he's set up to fail. Justice in Marvin's case would take the form of a fair trial before an impartial jury of his peers which we believe entails a change of venue because there is sufficient evidence to conclude that Marvin will not receive a fair trial in Bell County, Colleen, and good, honest legal representation, which is what Marvin has been sorely lacking during his entire seven-year duration in jail. Marvin has been charged with capital murder and is in desperate need of legal help because if convicted of the crimes he's been charged with, he faces the death penalty. It's a little surprising that uh, the death of of a police officer is taking them that long to prosecute, right? You would think they'd want to like get him up there, find him guilty, and execute him. It's almost like he's innocent and they know that they're going to lose the case. Almost. Anyway, there's uh, information on freemarvinguy.com. There's a legal fund if you want to you know, make some sort of a donation, pitch in and help. There's other ways as well. Um, it, it The reason I think they're stalling is because people these days have a very short attention span. It's usually less than a couple of minutes. And so the older something gets, the oh, that's old. People just kind of forget about it, and then they go about their business and do sure. whatever they want to anyway, which I fear is what's going to happen in this particular case. Well, I mean, they talked about it last night, right, like the Innocence Project. Yes. I mean, that's that's long forgotten cases in a lot of cases yes. that they just, you know, bring to light all of a sudden and get remedied as as it should be. Yeah. So um, sad. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Dale calling from Tennessee listening to WGOW. Dale, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Well, actually, I'm Georgia, but oh, they're Georgia. our cousins. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that if President Eisenhower were alive today, he would be warning us about the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Instead of the military industrial complex? Yeah, you're right. Because they and, seem to have traded in one industrial complex for another. They would have got to him. And, all right, we have ivermectin and other therapeutics being suppressed. You mean horse dewormer? My understanding is Pfizer is working on a therapeutic. Now, you know, if they can make my A-OK with uh, the government, which is fascism, it's not communism, but I'm getting off on another thing. That's another debate. Okay, so but but uh, the 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 uh, the fact that Pfizer is working on a therapeutic says that the therapeutics are good, and they're just not making money on ivermectin. So the Let government is Go suppressing ahead. it for them because we know that they fund Joe Biden's uh, campaign. It, it it really is just a swamp. Yeah, I mean, Nikki kind of touched on that earlier. When they said, like, you know, they don't want you to get uh, exercise, they don't want you to eat healthy, all the things exactly. that would give you a good immune response. And and, and why don't they uh, start uh, mandating that people lose weight? Yeah, and that's actually a great point. And I usually don't, I mean, obviously I don't support any mandates. Right. But all of the people who are, I don't want to say all of the people, a lot of the people that I've heard of dying from COVID have all been severely overweight. Yeah. So what did they do? They kept you in your house. So, you know, yep. no sunlight, no yep. exercise. Offered you donuts and yeah. beer. Yeah. Trying exactly. to kill you, man. It's, uh, that's why people simply can't trust anything from the government right now. Yeah. Well, here's something ever. Here's something interesting that uh, might, maybe you've heard of this, Dale, maybe you haven't. I got this from investinganswers.com. It's the 10 most popular stocks. Owned by oh. Congress in 2021. Oh, number one, Apple. Number two, Microsoft. Number three, Bank of America. Number four, Walt Disney. Number five, AT&T. Number six, Pfizer Incorporated. Number seven, Johnson & Johnson. Hmm. Well, okay, I'll see, say... knowing that information then, why not get a mutual fund of your own that has all of those included? They're not going to screw yeah. themselves. Just ride that wave. That no, I'm good on that. Mussolini said or used a torch as the symbol of fascism. The binding together of reeds, the reeds of pharmaceutical, the reeds of communication, mass media, government, they all are bound, they are fastened together with a single goal, and it's to control the proletariat. I like to call them bundles and of sticks. I think sticks. we're looking at neo-fascism today. Oh, we certainly and are. More than, and I'll let y'all go, but I love y'all, and I just, you know, I'm an old guy. Hey, I still remember being able to dial, and yes, dial the old last four digits of a phone number. Like Thank you. Like was ours, so you must be about, I'm 60, but uh, brothers and sisters, I love y'all, and I'll let you go. Thanks, Captain, Dale. Appreciate the call. Close. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 49, so, you know. I'm old is old, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is old? It's it's all relative, right? Because sure. when I was like sixteen, I remember thinking that like eighteen year old girls were really old. Yeah, I knew when uh, I was I knew I was old 
when I went out and party one night and missed my alarm the next morning for work. And I went, huh, can't do that anymore. Oh. Like that was, that was it. No, I just kept well, partying. The year before, <laughs> maybe, yeah, but the before, prior to that, right, staying out way too late and waking up in time to get to work on time, yeah. perfectly fine. As soon as it didn't happen, it was like, I'm old. Like that's it. This is the old person experience. Threw my back out a couple years ago and screw it. It's going to ride that wave too. Yeah, no, I, I continued partying for quite some time. Uh, in fact, much to the chagrin of many employers, I, I had this period of time where I didn't care about my job uh, enough that it would prevent me from partying, and so I would go through jobs like, like water. Okay. I had many, many, many jobs over a very short period of time. Sure. Two or three years or something. But as a youngin, you can party and still get to work on time. Oh Yeah, for a period of time, and eventually it catches up with you. Maybe. And I would say when it starts to catch up to you, that's for me, that was the mark of oldness. Oh, no, I would just quit my job because it was getting in the way of my partying. My job is a party. Okay. <laughs> this job's kind of a party. Huh? Yeah. yeah so. uh, suicidal dolphin? So not a new story, by the way. Just an interesting. Have we talked about it here on Free Talk? No, okay. it's just it's, it's an old story. Now, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around because just saying suicidal dolphin like that's a great band name it actually is i was th- i was thinking that i was thinking a bunch of other things i'm like how does a dolphin hang itself it drowned itself oh spoiler alert yeah here's the headline all right go ahead i don't like it i was thinking because because if the dolphin had hung himself how do we know he wasn't doing the autoerotic asphyxiation he just got caught in the hoop that he's supposed to jump through <laughs> oh god he said thank you for the fish and <laughs> thanks for the fish <laughs> heartbreaking story of dolphin named peter who killed himself by drowning after being separated. We'll learn more about this heartbreaking dolphin suicide here on Free Talk Live. Coming up, 603-283-6160. Did you own a dolphin, and did your dolphin commit suicide? Our number three is next. This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret the experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too. Stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class jeremywest.net slash free class free talk live our numero trace here on free talk live Uno, dos, tres. You gotta roll the tongue. Tres. Uno, dos, tres. Cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. 
Yokiro Taco Bell. It is free talk. <laughs> Travian? Wait, that's French now. <laughs> I know I gotta go take a wicked yes. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf. Okay. Uh, I'm not multilingual at all. Uh, you know, in grade school or something, we would have uh, someone from like the high school language classes come in and do like one week. So I got like one week of French, one week of <laughs> German, one week of Spanish. And like, oh, I don't even, I can't even get to 10 in all three of those languages. I can get to 10 in like, I think Spanish alone and the rest of them is questionable. Uh, I recognize certain phrases and things like that. I can tell, like if I hear somebody speaking in any of those three languages, I can generally tell that it's that language. But outside of that, that's about all the multilingual you're going to get out of the captain. My high school Spanish teacher apparently spoke like seven languages. Ooh, impressive. And at at one point in time, had to do a one-on-one class with a student in Russian because they listed it in the syllabus. And so when the student, like, enrolled, he went, taking Russian. And this, like, one guy ever took Russian in all of high school. Uh, Are you multilingual? No. Mm -hmm. I I know. I'm like you. I I know a little bit. I know enough to kind of, like, communicate with patients that are either Spanish-speaking, Portuguese-speaking, or French-speaking, but that's pretty much it. Uh, I listen to German metal music. Does that count? Du. Du hast. Yeah, it's the only German metal anyone knows. Ramstein. Yeah. Um, there is one other language that I sadly speak incredibly fluently. So I speak it so fluently that when I'm watching other people, I can predict what they're about to do when they themselves are speaking this language. Western? Drunkenese. Oh. oh. Oh, yep. I know that one. Yeah. When when you see plastered people about to do plastered <laughs> things, you're like, oh, no, this is, oh, here we got to get out of here because they're about to, whatever it is, is going to happen, and you want to get out of their way. Uh, anyway, this is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Uh, Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, which is a video sharing website to compete with YouTube directly, and it's really taking off. Now it's got over 1 million channels many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators because we all know that since Google bought YouTube, it's really gone down the tube. No pun intended. (laughs) During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, and so now we're streaming live every night, seven nights a week, and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com. That way, every video archive you watch, you help seed and help us to keep it online forever. Again, video.freetalklive.com. Follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. All right. In the previous segment, we just sort of got maybe the headline. Part of the headline. Part of the headline about a suicidal dolphin. No relation to suicidal tendencies. The band, this is an actual creature, the dolphin, who, Richie Rich, tell us what's going on. All right. Headline again. Heartbreaking story of dolphin named Peter who killed himself by drowning after being separated from his human lover. Okay. Hang on a minute. Dolphins. You okay with that? Whatever, who cares? Right. They were in love. 
Dolphins live in the water, so you would think they would have some sort of, you know, self-preservation instinctual mechanism to prevent them from drowning. Yeah, they have to surface to get air. Right. No, I understand okay. that they still breathe, like you know, mammals and all that kind of thing. But, like, you know, in my head, I would think that they've evolved to a point where, like, purposefully yeah. drowning themselves kind of doesn't happen. Well, it's like people, right? So, like, when you're underwater, you get that, oh, I can't breathe. i got to swim to the surface. Yeah. Unless you're, I guess, actively trying to drown yourself. he just dove to a depth that he couldn't get back from? Uh, Tell us more. Okay. And possibly, but again, like, people are able to kill themselves despite the human preservation instinct. And it has been said uh, when I was growing up that dolphins are more intelligent than humans. Right. So, this, again, I said this is an old story. Peter the dolphin fell in love with a human woman. But when the two were separated, he was so heartbroken, he took his own life. The six-year-old bottlenose dolphin had a romance with 23-year-old research assistant Margaret Howe during a wild 10-week fling. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, all, if if I ever met this girl, Margaret, I'd be like, Margaret, that story about the dolphin? Yeah. How? She a freak, that's how. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was she a mermaid? No. Research assistant. Okay. (laughs) Here's why it's an old story. In the 60s. So this happened a long time ago. This is an old story. That's what I said. I said it's an old story. Really digging into the Wayback Machine. Free love, man. Free love. News to me, man. I don't know when this story surfaced. Like, you know, if it... Surfaced. (laughs) But when... Are you being flippant? (laughs) Could be flipper. They call him Peter. Peter. Uh, but when they were pulled apart by circumstances, Peter was left utterly devastated. He refused to breathe, sank to the bottom of his tank, and died in a case widely claimed to be an act of suicide. That's so sad. It is kind of sad. Why did she leave him? Does the story say? Yes. Okay. Margaret and Peter first met in a bizarre NASA-funded experiment... <laughs> designed to teach dolphins to understand and potentially even mimic human speech. Okay. The purpose of this test was stranger still with the longtime goal being to work out how humans could talk to aliens. Hmm. And I, perhaps, I assume they mean outer space aliens and not like, you know, illegal immigrants. Yeah, this is the 60s, man. So, yeah. yeah. And perhaps even Otter was the massive undertaking to create the Dolphin House, a sprawling complex flooded with water where Margaret and Peter would live together for 10 weeks. Oh, my God. Margaret would spend all her time in the 22 inches deep seawater with Peter, apart from when she could climb onto a dry bed or desk which hung from the ceiling hidden behind shower curtains. Weird. Yep. The 60s, man. The couple were to live, sleep, wash, eat, and play together with as if they attempted to teach the dolphin, one of the most intelligent animals on the planet, how to speak through his blowhole. (laughs) Uh, I try to do that all the time. It never works out. Dr. John C. Lilly from the Dolphin Point uh, Laboratory on the island of St. Thomas in the Caribbean oversaw the experiment, and he predicted that the dolphin could be able to mimic human speech within a decade or two. So that is one failed prediction. 
well, okay. Like, mm, I, it doesn't seem possible. Like, I, I could get, like, maybe dolphins could communicate in some way. Like, if you put, like, a big screen and a keyboard, you know, in front of them, and they could, like, touch it with their nose, right? Sure. The letter A and the letter yeah, B. And like the they do C. with dogs. Yeah, that kind of thing. I could see that, but I don't understand, like, I don't think their blowhole, I don't know enough about dolphin blowholes, apparently, but, like, it doesn't seem it's like that, pretty could, to me, man. that could yeah. function as a, as a larynx. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe they think that the actual, however the dolphins make the noise, wasn't going to cut it for human speech. Right. And so maybe the blowhole is an alternative. They can communicate telepathically. Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that from Echo the Dolphin on Sega. However, between the dolphin and, and his human handler, things became much more complicated than anyone could have predicted. His own vet described Peter as falling madly in love with Margaret. How does one discern the behavior of a dolphin that is single and looking from a dolphin that is madly in love? These are the questions that we'll talk about. Maybe a partial answer. Coming up here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Have you communicated with a dolphin? when we bashed the shark in the head with the billy club. His name was not Flipper. He was not faster than lightning because he was caught by man. Actually had a uh, a shark jaw, full shark jaw, that was big enough that I could like step through it like in a hula hoop style. That's cool. Uh, at, after the, uh, the, the, we'll call him the, the butcher on board the longline fishing vessel that I was on, after he would... You know, kill the shark, make sure he's dead. Uh, you know, we would just basically gut it, guts go over the side, uh, and then he kept the shark jaw because he knew it was my first time out fishing for shark or whatever. He kept this shark jaw for me. Uh, and then what we did to clean it, because it's got all sorts of, like, residual skin and, you know, whatever on it, uh, what you do is you just take and tie a piece of monofilament to it and drop it down until it sits on the on the body. you got to be in shallow waters. But okay. all the little sea critters will come along and, like... Oh. And polish yeah. it up all nice for you. So like it, I was going to guess piranha tank, but that's cool yeah. too. No, it remo- whatever the critters are, they just come along overnight and they clean it up all nice, and it comes out oh, that's gleaming so nice and ding. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. So, ah, the circle of oceanic life. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool. Anyway, this is free talk live. Uh, we're sort of finishing a conversation that we had off air about sharks and fishing, but we are talking about. A suicidal dolphin here on Free Talk Live. If you Not wanna, a fish. If you want to call in, it's 603-283-6160. It's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. So, Richie Rich, continue telling us. So, first of all, this happened in the 60s. Uh, this was a NASA-sponsored NASA experiment. experiment where this lady and this dolphin... Trying like, to get the dolphin to learn how to speak through its blowhole. And so they made them live together For in like a weeks. in like a half human, half dolphin environment. Uh, that part I'm not clear how much of the of the area was a dolphin tank. Yeah, but she was in it's a 22 inches deep seawater. Which doesn't seem like a lot yeah. for a dolphin. No, it's that's not. not a lot at all. Right. So I don't know if the how you know because the lead was that the dolphin sank to the bottom of his tank. 
And I'm not clear if that was just 22 inches. Right. Or not. Or maybe there was just like, like there was a bigger tank where the dolphin could swim around. And then like when it wanted to communicate with her, it would come into this right. more shallow tank. That's either not clear or we haven't got there. Okay. Okay. So the the vet on duty described <laughs> Peter as duty. duty. Described Peter as falling madly in love with Margaret. When the te- <laughs> While the test was unsuccessful in getting the dolphin to learn English, it did offer an insight into the powerful emotions held by animals. Margaret noticed by week four of the experiment, Peter had started to become sexually aroused around her oh, and gosh. would be flirtatious, nibbling at her and rubbing against her legs. Oh, mm-hmm. well, wow, uh, wow. I'm, are you sure his name was Peter? It's a good name. <laughs> Not Rico Suave. <laughs> and as Peter's urges became more and more lusty, the young researcher researcher decided to start pleasuring the dolphin. Oh, gosh. In a bid to keep him focused. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that the story would take this turn. Really? <laughs> I didn't I didn't peg you for a fan of interspecies erotica. Well, it, it makes an interesting story. I can just see her next tattoo now. Right. Have you have you seen Clerks 2 the movie? No. Oh, there's a bit in there about interspecies erotica that's hilarious. You haven't seen You guys movie. have never hooked up with a dolphin before? N- no. The Donkey Show? No, I'm not into football players. Miami? Oh, okay. Dolphins? Come on, man. Ray Finkel. Sports ball. <laughs> Finkel and Einhorn. Einhorn. She denied this was sexual for her, but acknowledge, but acknowledges it was for him and instead described the experiences as sensuous. Can, can I stop you there? She was, Anytime, please. She was jerking off the dolphin <laughs> and said that it wasn't sexual? For her. Like, she apparently derived well, no pleasure Okay, but you're I, still like yeah, I, touching like, the dolphin she's sexually. Like, she's like, like, I'm doing it for the experiment, man. I'm just doing it for the experiment. She loved him. I mean, if the dolphin's, you know, like rubbing up on you and rubbing up on your legs and stuff and got a little. I mean, maybe she chubby. had like no social life. Maybe she was, you know, a self isolator. I mean, she was a research assistant for NASA, so I don't know how much <laughs> of a social life you get. Oh, maybe she was unattractive. I, I, I could be suggesting that. I'm just taking wild stabs <laughs> in the dark here. I, you know, you know, because all ugly people start a research assistant to... for NASA <laughs> yeah. and resort to interspecies erotica. Look, not all ugly people are smart, but all smart people are ugly. So <laughs> they have time. They don't have social lives to go have fun. This is nose in a book. This is a like. There's some things we can't say on air, and I'm struggling with not being able to say them. Based on your story content, okay, and also our collective commentary. <laughs> I don't think we've said anything out of bounds. No, yet. no, not yet. Okay. We're, we're we're like we're, toe in the line. Yeah, we're 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 walking the edge pretty close, but okay. we, we haven't crossed it yet. Margaret, however, did admit she formed a deep emotional bond with Peter. That relationship of having to be together sort of turned into really enjoying being together, and wanting to be together, and missing him while he wasn't there. She told a BBC documentary in 2014. It was just easier to incorporate that and let it happen. It was very precious. It was very Uh gentle. It is kind of cute. I mean, it seems to be consensual on both ends, so I don't really, I don't have an issue with it. Peter knew I was right there. Peter was right there. 
again, it was sexual on his part. It was not sexual on mine. I like how she has to keep justifying that. Like, keep telling yourself that, lady. (laughs) Right. People have questions. And if your best story story coming out of NASA, like, what'd you do at NASA? You're not going to believe it. You're saying that she did all of this on porpoise? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're just being shellfish. I can see the anchor in your eyes. <laughs> it would just become part of what was going on, like an itch, just to get rid of that, scratch it, and we'll do- be done and move on. Now, that part, as a guy, can kind of understand. You scratch the itch, and all of a sudden, everything like clears up, and your day becomes more focused. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm not going to say it on air, but it's a thing. Peter was, however, utterly spitten with Margaret and he would get jealous if she spoke to other humans wow. and even lost interest in two other female dolphins. Well, he had it going on. I mean, this guy had stud written all over him, right? He's got two, three chicks. Doesn't care what species they are. I mean, if, if, if you're getting rejected by the two members of your species, but you know where you can get a hand job, like from a different I mean, species. Dolphins don't have hands. So she does have the is advantage it a, is there. It a thing? <laughs> Come on with the story, please, before I get carried away and get us kicked off the air. He took to sleeping just next to her suspended bed. The two would watch TV, and he even started to form some human sounds, in particular the word ball. However, as their bond became deeper and they established a workable relationship between human and dolphin, the experiment's funding ran out, and the dolphin house had to close. Aww. That's That's a very sad story. The dolphin killed himself because he had no more love. Because they ran out of money. The government wouldn't fund his love tryst. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, 603-283-6160. Or Free Talk Live is coming up. Breaking weather news. Belize is sunny and around 82 degrees every day this week. What's the forecast for your life? If current politics and economic prospects are cramping your freedom, escape to the tropics. ECI Development has affordable second homes for you to own or rent in Belize and other tropical countries. Places with stable governments and growing economies. Secure your freedom now. To find out more, send an email to ftl at ecidevelopment.com. Yeah, it is Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can call in, talk about anything that's on your mind. We have some callers on hold. We'll get to those momentarily. Uh, I did host this show last night, and I need to just take care of some business here because I missed this last night. Bad For host. shame. Bad captain. Bad host. How dare you? Anyway, I want to say thank you to Curry Taylor. Uh, who is a silver level amplifier. That means Curry gives $5 to uh, Free Talk Live for the explicit purpose of getting us onto more radio stations. And I also want to say thank you to Chris Cohen 
who is also a silver level amplifier. He also gives $5 to Free Talk Live for getting us onto more radio stations. This money doesn't go anywhere except for that purpose. It doesn't go into my beer fund. It doesn't go into Richie Rich's weird story fund. It doesn't go to help, I wish I got paid for to help, weird stories. To help Nikki pay off her school debt for, you know. Hey, I'm debt free. Oh, nice. Or, or I paid make, out of pocket. Or her makeup fascination. At, well, yeah. Car parts. Yeah. Car parts, yeah. You know, it doesn't go to any of that. It goes only to get this show onto more radio stations. We're currently on around 180. We could be on 200. We could be on 250. Even more. 300 is not out of the question. It's 700 radio stations. Visit amp.freetalklive.com to find out more about the Amplifier program. Uh, AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and that's what the money would be going to. So thank you again to Curry Taylor and Chris Cohen for being amplifiers of Free Talk Live. We appreciate you and your contributions. So uh, apparently, Richie Rich, your dolphin story has sparked some interest. We're going to go to we're going to go to Kadu from Connecticut, who has a, a, at least one question about this dolphin situation. Kadu, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, yeah. Uh, do we know if the dolphin gave verbal consent? Uh, what a great question. I want to say no, because the only word that he was almost able to form was ball. So unless ball was somehow saying okay. Now, okay, but if you want to get into like the real topic, is verbal consent actually necessary? Well, I'm just I'm curious if the dolphin gave consent at all. Understood. And that would be more important than verbal consent because yeah. I'm convinced that there are other ways to express consent other than just verbal. Yeah, right, saying yes or no. Like that's a right. human thing and you know, if the dolphin could communicate in I don't know. Like uh, Like if the dolphin swims up to her thing with the chubby and flips over and she starts giving it a, you know, a go. Let's be less descriptive uh, about sure. that. I mean, honestly, I would favor that the dolphin signing a written contract. I mean, I I thought if verbally the dolphin was able to squeak something out like like let's go now. You know, I, I could appreciate that, too. But other than that, I think this is an immoral experiment. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, Kidu. Um Tell that to Peter. <laughs> I he mean, seemed okay with it. If he returned for more, I assume he was okay with it. So, Or if he didn't swim away when she started, right? Right. He had, or or otherwise was- object, something along those lines. I don't, with his no- I don't know, although... You know, it's a NASA experiment, and governments aren't real keen on, like, asking folks for permission when they do yeah. stuff. It do- also doesn't seem like this was part of the experiment in any I'm way sorry, whatsoever. I don't think so either. I actually heard that all of the dolphins signed an informed consent form before the experiment started. Okay. There you go. You heard that? I'm totally just kidding. They, they put their flipper print on the dolphin. I was going to say, do, you can hear dolphin now? Do you translate? It was telepathically. Well, they, yeah, they telepathically communicate to me. Okay. I, I want whatever you're on. That's good. <laughs> we'll wait till after the show. Organic oats and honey. <laughs> uh, and wine. Lots of booze. <laughs> I mean, did it mention anything in there about like the... I mean, it sounds like it was a consensual relationship. Well, what it mentioned was, again, the dolphin would uh, rub, rub up against her, right? Uh, rub I mean, up he literally commu- uh, committed suicide after she left, so... I mean, he seems pretty. I mean, I'm smitten. just like I, I guess I just want to look out for some sort of weird Stockholm dolphin syndrome. 
Dolphin Stockholm, whatever you know what I mean. Yeah, Dolphin Home Syndrome, Stock Dolphin. I don't. Dolphin, know. I'm dolphin not, Home Syndrome. I, yeah, you know because like we've seen this in humans, right? The Milgram experiments. We've seen this in sure. oh, what was the other experiments? Uh, well, there's the Milgram uh, experiment, the Ash conformity test. Uh, I forget the other. What's well, the one where they did the the prison? The pr- yeah, the Stanford prison. Stanford experiment. prison experiments. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the one that really plays into the Stockholm Syndrome one. Um, so you know the dolphin. Arguably in captivity, right? Uh, being handled by the person that I'm guessing fed him, and you know all that kind of stuff. But also had access to two other female dolphins, right? right? But those two female dolphins didn't feed him and take care sure. of his other needs. Apparently, you know that kind of a thing. So I, I don't know. It is. But it, this is a good question. Four weeks in, dolphin became flirtatious, nibbled at her, rubbed against her leg. And his urges became more lusty, and that's what started it all. <laughs> how, do you di- how do you differentiate between a, a a dolphin just you know doing something or doing something lustily? <laughs> personally, you don't have I, to answer. Personally, that I don't you know. know. <laughs> have you been to SeaWorld, Richie Rich? But I I, do, I I I am able to recognize when humans become more lusty. Right. There are the behaviors there. Let's go to Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. And and uh, your 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 female co-host, I can't remember what her name is. She always um, says it at the beginning of every segment. It's Nikki. I know, it just slipped my mind. <laughs> anyway, with this with this dolphin chick here, now I'm assuming if he, uh, this is taking place in like two foot of water, right? So uh, yeah, 22 inches dolphin, of salt water, yes. Okay, so theoretically the dolphin's going to have to breathe during this sexual experience. Okay? So follow my train of thought here. That means that the the uh, handler had to reach down and perform this underhandedly, so to speak. <laughs> so, proving, proving even in the 60s, yes. NASA's research was underhanded. <laughs> there. All right, now I think maybe this girl should have uh, taken on some other form of marine mammal, maybe like uh, seals or something, because everybody knows that every seal has a porpoise. Oh, oh Captain already did the porpoise joke. Yeah. You don't get credit for that. I know, I know, but he's, I've been using that every seal has a porpoise thing for years. I claim originality on that one. Uh, thanks for the call, Major. We appreciate it. Hey, did you guys know that more people get raped by dolphins every year than die from COVID? What? <laughs> that like that 14, can't be true. Yeah. 14 people. Google told me so. 14 people. Every year get raped by a dolphin. Every year? Okay. It's more than COVID. Okay. More wait, deaths wait, than COVID. Wait, wait. Whose job is it to go around counting the dolphin rapes? I'm pretty sure they get reported. <laughs> of course, but there still has to be somebody who's like, yeah, you know, who he has to compile at the end of the year and you know say, oh, look, fourteen, look, or it's, whatever. It's probably a cons- is that on average or just on average? Yes. Okay, because probably- really sometimes it's weird. more, sometimes it's less. It'd be really weird if it was actually fourteen every year. It's That's- probably the same fourteen dolphins. <laughs> they they have a gang. It's I found probably. A- I found an article about the dolphin, dolphin rape gang. gang. It's probably a conservative estimate because those are the only rapes that happen in captivity, not even the ones that happen in the wild. Wow. When was the last time you went to SeaWorld, Captain? <laughs> I did my time on the ocean. <laughs> With your shark hunting? Well, uh, shark, swordfish, tuna. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't, you know. 
So the funding ran out. The house had to get closed. Peter the Dolphin was sad. Peter was shipped away from Margaret, being taken 1,000 miles away to Dr. Lily's other, much smaller lab in Florida. Mm. Within weeks, the seemingly heartbroken dolphin had died in an apparent act of suicide as he was kept in cramped conditions without his lover. They oh, should... they didn't even release him into the wild? Cramped conditions. NASA. They should have played that Queen song, Don't Try Suicide, for him in his new location. Maybe that would have helped. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Your mom's favorite talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, the proverbial "Your mom." Like I make plenty of jokes about about that, and sometimes I have to clarify to people when I make these jokes that look, don't take it personally. I'm not talking about when I say "your mom." I mean it in the broad sense of talking like, about everybody's, everybody's mom. mom, right? Not necessarily <laughs> yours specifically, even though. It can totally be construed that way. So um, it is Free Talk Live. Uh, we're in the final segment. So if you didn't get your call in already, uh, we'll probably not get to it. Uh, but you can. Unscreened. Well, Best way to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, no. Bareback? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, however, if you. Dolphin backed? If you would like to call in, we do this show seven nights a week, so uh, call in between 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern. Even if you hear this show outside of those hours, those are the hours in which the show is live, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you hear this show and it's like Tuesday afternoon or something, uh, don't call in then. Call in 7 to 10 p.m. Well, uh, 7 to like 9.45 then. Right, because you're not going to take an unscreen call at the last thing. You don't know that. Oh, okay. Oh, so we do the unscreen calls thing. You don't know that either. Call at nine fifty five and it's see if host your call discretion, gets okay. pal. All right. Yeah. So at any rate, we've been talking about this suicidal dolphin that was part of a weird NASA experiment who somehow fell in love with the the female experimenter uh, who was trying to teach or figure out if the dolphin could learn. English. Right. Or the, to speak. The experiment was to put them together for 10 weeks to see if they could teach the dolphin to speak as a way to understand aliens in the future. Right. And so the story went on to talk about uh, how the dolphin fell in love with her, assuming the dolphin is male. His name's Peter. I mean, you know, maybe his name is Peter for a reason. <laughs> I, I'm going to assume the dolphin was male. I'm assuming the dolphin is male, and okay. I'm assuming the the person, uh, what was her name, Maggie, Margaret? Margaret uh, Howe. Okay. <laughs> yes, Margaret, how indeed. How indeed. How, how could you? <laughs> anyway, uh, so they go on to, to, to say, they go on to say, and I don't know how you scientifically, uh, you know, quantify this, but they say that the dolphin was in love with her, right? Right. Let's just assume that's true. It seems fair at this point. 
this can't be the only like human dolphin you know sort of love interaction that has ever occurred then and it occurs to me that like how many of this type of a thing has happened when it's the other way around where the dolphin is female and the the trainer arguably or whoever the human is is male it's an excellent question kevin you don't have the answer i don't have the answer for that no. i do know there's like 14 dolphin rapes per year though so it does happen one way or the other so okay i i get that but there has to be some sort of accounting for this you would think if I mean, this happened in like the 60s you would think that folks who are training dolphins and otherwise using dolphins for different things would have some sort of accounting for this type of a thing and I, I kind of want to throw this back at you because you're sitting in front of the big computer with the full-size if keyboard. If only there was a magic rectangle. <laughs> Uncle Google in, might oh, have Oh, don't say that word. You. Don't give oh. them any free press. Uncle DuckDuckGo. There we go. Okay. <laughs> you also have a device in front of your hand. I know, but I, I was, I'm reading the article. So I can't not... find anything about okay. the female right. dolphins. Right. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Thanks for asking. Or so, looking. Margaret you looked. <laughs> got a phone call from John Lilly. John called me himself to tell me, he said, Peter had committed suicide, he told the Guardian. The lab's vet, Andy Williamson, even attributed the death to a broken heart as he was ripped away from Margaret. He said, Margaret could rationalize it, but when she left, could Peter? He's the love, here's the love of his life, gone. This is when the experiment ended. Rick O'Barry from animal rights organization The Dolphin Project... <laughs> Okay, so it turns out... I didn't out, think it could oddly, get weirder. Oddly specific name? I have an answer. It's okay. only the males. Only the males do the raping? Yeah. Okay. And they don't just rape people. They also rape female dolphins. I think... Well, part of Captain's question was how many times does a male trainer uh, sexually interact with a female dolphin? Yeah, or even oh, what, I guess what they so. call I guess fall in love be... or whatever, right? You know, because... I don't know. We don't my have guess those stats. Is, my guess is if it happens... In this way, where it's a male dolphin and a female, we'll call it trainer for lack of a better word, uh, then presumably it could also happen the other way around. Presumably you're correct. Has it happened? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the dolphin project guy also backs the description of Peter's death as a suicide. He said, dolphins are not automatic air breathers like we are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes too unbearable, unbearable the dolphin just takes a breath. And they sink to the bottom. They don't just, they don't take the next breath. So that's how, you know, like apparently there was no uh, impetus to, to rise yeah. and get that air. And no, uh, you know, aquatic Kevorkian necessary. Yep. Just sink to the bottom and don't take the next breath and, you know, peacefully gone. Scientists are split over whether dolphins have the mental capacity to participate in suicide in the human sense of the word. I don't know. Seems pretty obvious with that description. However, distressed animals are well known to engage in self-destructive behavior that may prove fatal, such as the case of Hugo the whale, who rammed his head into his tank so often that he suffered a brain aneurysm. Yeah, Thanks, SeaWorld. I remember that story, too. Yeah. yeah. Lori uh, Marino, a behavioral neuroscientist, dolphin expert, and founder of the Camella Center for Animal Advocacy, published a paper which argues as much. She writes that the brains have sophisticated capacity for emotion and the kinds of thinking processes that would be involved in complex motivational states, such as those that accompany the thoughts of suicide. That's the end of the article. 
so hmm, do they have the like part of uh, first of all i based on the article and what we've discussed i believe the the dolphin did commit suicide i agree was the suicide a result of the broken heart as the story with you know the, the implies, lover implies yeah. or was it because they moved him to a much smaller and much crappier environment where he just lacked the desire to go on because he knew he was imprisoned if you will there is a case to be made for that, especially if they're saying, you know, doesn't have the uh, complex brain to rationalize why the experiment ended, why he was taken away in the first place. Who knows? Dolphins are also animals that travel a pretty mm-hmm. wide distance. Yeah. So it's like the same thing was happening with the whales at SeaWorld. It was basically like a human being living in a bathtub and they travel like Miles and miles and miles. I actually have a shark tracker on my phone. It's pretty cool. It they they chip. Don't show it to Captain. They'll kill it. Ah! They so they chip the sharks so they can track them, <laughs> and, and they go up and down the the east coast of the United States. Yeah, and they go far. Great. Now I've got a parody of Cop Killer stuck in my head, except it's Shark Killer. Nice. Right. And it's all like me being a thug, and you know he's a shark killer. Anyway. Shark killer. Uh, no, it is true. Uh, the, the fish do travel, and they travel uh, uh, great far distances. and wide and great distances for certain. Uh, having been on a long-line fishing boat, uh, we did catch a very specific type of tuna fish called bluefin. Yep. Uh, and bluefin are basically giant tuna fish. Uh, that's how you differentiate them from the other tuna. Uh, and the they have ones a, that you can put in a can. No, the small ones. Those are chickens. Oh, yeah. The, chicken the, sea? the small <laughs> ones are are actually probably I don't know fifty pounds or something okay. like that. It's a joke because the size of the chicken. yeah I know. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and actual fresh tuna does not taste anything like a tuna out of the can. Yes, Nothing. it is much They're, better. It's far superior in every far way. superior. Uh, but my point is, is that the bluefins only show up once per season. And they come up through uh, the mouth of, in the Gulf of Mexico, in between Mexico and Florida, and they come up through that alleyway. So, and predictably, right? They're like, yeah, I guess it's about bluefin season, and so some ships will show up and they'll fish that particular area. So it's not really all that difficult. I mean, there is difficulty in longlining. Longlining is the far more sane approach to fishing, in my uh, estimation. Rather than netting, right, which is the one everybody always complains about, longline is very specific. Where you have or the a, Japanese corralling, right? Yes, uh, longline is very specific, and longlining can be very specific to the type of fish, right? It was the same technique, but three different trips that we did. So it was fish, uh, sorry, swordfish, shark, and tuna. And on one trip, we did get the bluefin. Uh, sadly, we are out of time. If you missed any of this episode, well, you're lost. But hey, good news—you can find it on the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks for tuning in, tuning in, everybody, and peace. After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back, and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean, and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com. Um...